Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the Saints against Islam's assault on North America. Well, folks, we want to welcome you here today to a special broadcast here on Fortress of Faith. So thank you for joining us here today at the Corner of Truth and Courage. And today I have a guest with us, and he's going to be with us uh, for the next few shows as we're taping here today. I am interviewing and have on the phone a former Muslim from Iran who actually fought uh, for uh, in the Iranian forces there as he grew up as a child. And he'll be telling you his testimony, how he came to Christ, how a Christian shared his faith with him, and how that led this this young man to the Lord. And um, and so on the phone, we have Mohammed Farhadi, who is now the president of Iranian Christian International Ministries and also his own ministry, Destination Ministries. Mohammed, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Well, brother, um, I uh, came across some of your information online, and I'm glad to make your acquaintance, our program, deals with this subject of Islam. Uh, for those of you that are new listening to our show, I was a missionary in Europe and found myself in large Muslim communities. And I had to learn how to engage Muslims with the gospel and share Christ with them. And I started studying Islam uh, deeper after 9-11. And um, as I explained, I didn't want to read what non-Muslims were writing uh, about it, although it's helpful. It will give you a shortcut into understanding Islam, but I wanted to go and study the theology of Islam from the horse's mouth, so to speak. And uh, fortunately for me, uh, thankful to Oxford University, which had already translated all the pertinent materials of Islamic jurisprudence and doctrines and so on there into English. And so that was a help. But I have a Farsi uh, speaking um, former Muslim, Muhammad, here today. And so, Muhammad, uh, as we do with any uh, convert to Christ um, there um, who came out of Islam, we, um, uh, one of the things that we, we teach our listeners is that Muslims could lie to us. We, we know that. They, they do have uh, obligations to, to lie. But one thing they can't do and remain as a Muslim is publicly renounce Islam. Um, and uh, is that something that you have done? And would you confirm that today for us? Of course, I will be glad. I uh, denounced Islam in front of my family, uh, the most important people in my life, my dad, my mom, first of all. And ultimately, I denounced Islam in front of my relatives, my friends, and uh, I will denounce it to the last day I live on this planet because it is nothing but a false religion, a cult from the pit of the hell that puts bondage and slavery and oppression, wherever it goes, if it's in a uh, person's life or in a community, regardless of that. And uh, I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe He is the only way, the, the truth, and life. And I'm, uh, and I'm, and um, it's just His grace that reached out and brought me, and translated me, and transferred me from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his beloved son, to the kingdom of freedom and liberty in Christ Jesus. So I would be glad 
to denounce Islam with all of my heart and receive Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Well, amen. And uh, we'll get more into the details of your uh, salvation, but I believe also, too, you have uh, publicly followed the Lord in baptism as well. Of course. Uh, uh, I couldn't get baptized in Iran. Uh, uh, if you call it baptism in water, because there are three forms of baptism anyway, uh, I was baptized in the country of Turkey and uh, received uh, my, my uh, certification through a missionary uh, in, from America in, that lived in Turkey at the time. Amen. And I was baptized. And uh, let, let, let me explain to my listeners quickly there, because this is a big step for Muslims uh, to do this, uh, because you know there's no turning back there publicly with their family uh, from that point on. And uh, so the renunciation, uh, denouncing Islam publicly uh, through baptism, is that's what's considered the public. Uh, denouncing re renunciation of the faith of Islam, and uh, we do that with any guest that comes on to my, you know, to, that I introduce to my listeners there, and I appreciate you doing that, and with your uh, bold uh, declaration here today. So, uh, Muhammad, um, I'd like to introduce you to our listeners, and what what uh, I also want them to realize is that anybody can share their Christian faith with a Muslim. They don't have to go to Bible college. They don't have to be a great a debater or apologist and so forth there. Just sharing their testimony with a Muslim and some of the basic information, things that the Bible teaches us, uh, is, uh, is very impactful in the life of, of Muslims. And, uh, and so would you, in, in, the, in about... Uh, four or five minutes, get to the highlights of how you came to get saved, if you would. Um, a true friend, a friend that cared for me enough to share me the gospel, to share with me the gospel of Jesus Christ. I call him a true friend because uh, how, could he, how could he see I suffer and end up in hell if he would have not shared the gospel with me? A true friend would stick to truth. He loved me enough to share the gospel with me in over two hours of conversation. I heard about Jesus, about his goodness, about what he has done for me on the cross, the precious blood of Jesus that shed for my forgiveness, for my sins, not to only wash it away, but to blot it out, the ultimate sacrifice, the Savior of this world that died for my sin, he was crucified, sacrificed, and redeemed me from the bondage of sin, and um, on, the third day that, on the third day that he was resurrected, the Jesus of the Bible came, died, was buried for three days, and the death could, could not hold him, and he was resurrected. And that gave me hope, and uh, I was a desperate Muslim. I did anything I could in my power to please the God of Islam. I always came short. I always, I always failed, and... Uh, uh, felt insignificant and unworthy, but ultimately, when I heard the good message, the only truth, when I heard what he, what Jesus has done for me, that was the best thing I've ever heard in my life. And over a two hours conversation, I was converted. I left Islam for Jesus. I was actually that you could call it. He drew me near to Himself, hmm. and I was uh, I came uh, to know Him that day. I gave gave my life, I repent from my sins, 
and gave my life and committed my life to him and made him my Lord and my Savior. Now, uh, where was this? Was this in Iran? Of course. Uh, this is in 2006. And I was um, about a couple years out of the military service. Uh, I served the Revolutionary Army of Iran. And uh, um, when, I, when I left uh, the army, I was part of a movement called On the, pa on the Path of Light. They trained us, they trained us uh, physically and emotionally for martyrdom. We went to the uh, war zone. We went uh, between the two countries of Iran and Iraq to the border where tens of thousands of Iranians gave their life willingly in jihad. And uh, land, they said this land is a holy land because it was watered by the blood of the martyrs. So we mourn for the death of those martyrs. We ritually uh, reunited ourselves, our spirit, with the spirit of martyrdom. And the, uh, part of the training was that they put us in empty tombs and graves to fight the fear of death during night. And um, when, I left, when I left the Revolutionary Army, I had one dream. I had one uh, prayer. I prayed to Allah to give us a war that I can be honored to be a slain for Islam, to be the sacrifice for Islam. Now, let, let me stop you here. I mean, why, uh, of course, you know, those who've been studying Islam for a while, but we may have some new listeners here. Why in the world would someone want to die for Allah? Because um, Allah has uh, guaranteed and promised that martyrdom is such a good thing. First of all, it will win you the guarantee of paradise, the assurance of entering the paradise of Islam. That's the only guarantee. But on the top of that, the Prophet of Islam said, martyrdom is, is so good that you will want to die and come back to life and die again and die again and to be martyred and martyred. So that was the, that was the motive for a young man that was brainwashed. And also the, the, the other important thing in, uh, that factors in this, that when you live in a culture that is honor and shame, you want to honor your family too. That is, a, that is such a big deal. In, in, in the West, we don't understand because in the West, we, we, we live in a culture that is about sin and innocent or, uh, or justice and, and um, guilt. So we don't understand the Eastern culture, the Middle East culture that is all about honoring. And what is, what is going to bring to your family is honor and what it will shame them if they can cut you off or excommunicate you and ultimately kill you for it. So martyrdom is one of the things that, br that brings a family honor. For example, um, when, when the war happened in 1981 um, between Iran and Iraq, my uncle willingly joined the war to bring honor to his family, and he was martyred. He was a volunteer. He was a volunteer. He killed, and we, our family became the family of martyrs, and we were elevated in a community we lived in. They turned the street onto our last name, and um, my um, grandparents started receiving all sort of benefits from the government because we were the family of martyrs. Martyrdom is, an, is a valuable thing, is the most valuable thing in the Muslim culture, and when, when a son dies for Islam, it brings honor to the family. Not only will guarantee for that person the paradise of Islam also brings honor to the family. Yeah. 
were you taught it in this way, you know, the seven blessings of the Shahid? Uh, not only, you know, the sixth blessing, of course, the first blessing, you know, your sins are forgiven the moment your, your blood is shed and, and you'll have this reward in heaven and that reward in heaven. The sixth blessing, married to the 72 Al-Horalin, the 72 virgins. Uh, was that uh, part of the appeal there, that teaching of Muhammad? That, uh, that is actually um, not, 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 it's not a very important motivation. Mm -hmm. It is important, but it's not one of the top ones. Yeah. It, yes, you, you will have this lustful, uh, sensual paradise waiting on you, but that's not the major motivation. The major motivation is the shedding of the blood brings you salvation. Mm -hmm. Your blood. Uh, and and yes. also provide salvation for others because the seventh blessing as I as I teach that the seventh blessing is probably more appealing to the Muslims than the sixth blessing uh, which is the you know all those virgins the seventh blessing he'll plead for 70 others so not only does he gain the honor of being uh, a Shahid but he'll gain salvation for others was this taught in your Shia uh, uh, schooling sure it was yes yeah well, folks, we've been talking uh, to Mohammed uh, Faradi, and um, boy, I tell you, <laughs> the time just slips by so fast, and uh, we want to develop more uh, of our conversation with uh, Mohammed and his transformation from darkness into life, and, uh, and I appreciate how you said that earlier, and uh, we welcome our uh, brother, and uh, we'll hear more from him in tomorrow's broadcast. So join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.